Aloha. Today's episode is brought to you by the Western Extension Risk Management Education Center, USDA NIFA, and the University of Hawaii College of Tropical Agriculture and Human Resources, and the Livestock Extension Group. Aloha. Welcome, everyone, to the Livestock Palaau, a podcast aimed to provide educational support, information, guidance, and outreach to our livestock stakeholders in Hawaii. We are your hosts, Mele Oshiro and Shannon Sand. And today we'll be talking about the Hawaii 4-H programs with our county extension agent, Becky Setledge. Thank you, Becky, for joining us today. Yes. Hi, everyone. Hi. So Becky is the county extension agent for 4-H programs in East Hawaii. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Becky to share a little bit about (laughs) her background and how she came into this position and job. So Becky, take it away. Well, thanks for having me today. And, and, uh, uh, as uh, it's been mentioned, I'm the county extension agent here uh, on the Big Island, and I oversee the 4-H youth development program on the east side, as well as I handle the 4-H livestock program island-wide. And I've been working now f- with the University of Hawaii uh, CTAR program for over 15 years. Nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah. You got a little time in with us. Yeah. Just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's a little season <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah. So you cover, um, you mentioned 4-H programs across the youth as well as the livestock. You want to talk a little bit about, I guess, um, the livestock side of things, right? Because that's a big program and that's a statewide responsibility in your job. Is that correct? Uh, there is a little bit of statewide responsibility that goes mm-hmm. along with it for for all of the 4-H livestock agents. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, my job responsibility is here on the Big Island. Okay. And I know that that's a big program because your livestock um, youth folks, you know, I remember it when it was over at Milani and whatnot. So you want to talk a little bit about the livestock program and uh, I guess, you know, what it's all about for the kids, you know, and you have an annual, typically there's an annual show, but we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But you want to share more about the livestock programs? Yeah, sure. Um, So the 4-H livestock program is probably one of our biggest programs that that we uh, do here on the Big Island and and even statewide. I think it's probably one of our our largest um, uh, interests from the the 4-H members to do as a project. Mm -hmm. And uh, over here on the Big Island, we do um, cattle projects, Mm -hmm. uh, sheep projects, hog projects, uh, goat projects, and then small animals, which uh, typically are uh, poultry, but we also do uh, rabbit projects. And, uh, and we typically will see some of our younger kids, our clover buds, which don't get an opportunity to actually, uh, do some of the same things as the older kids, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as like selling their animals, but they can still learn about, uh, lap size animals. So typically you'll see with those kids, they do the, the chickens and, Mm -hmm. um, or poultry and the rabbits projects. So clover buds, they're the, I want, I can't, it's been so, this tells you my age. It's been so long since (laughs) I've been in 4-H. I see clover buds, are they the under eight category? Like four to eight, five to eight or somewhere in that. Mm -hmm. I forgot the age range. Sorry. Correct. Yeah. No, they're from age uh, five years old to eight years old as of the, December 31st of the current year. So, so yeah, so, and it's a great opportunity for them to, to just learn and, and have fun uh, without all of the um, 
things that the older kids have to do, like record books. That's what I was going to say. I don't think they have the pressures. All the pressures, exactly. (laughs) It's a little more difficult to keep records when you're five and six. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're they're learning some of those life skills. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. They still have to be learn to be responsible, right, with their animals Mm -hmm. and stuff. So what's the age range then for the older kids? They're nine and up. Is that correct? Nine and up. Nine and up. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes all the way through high school for those those guys, right? So, correct. I mean, I've known some some kids have been in in the 4-H program from when they were clover buds, right? And just um, gone through everything. <laughs> McShannon's raising her hand. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, technically, they can do it at least here in Hawaii. They can do 4-H um, programs or projects until they're mm-hmm. 19. But oh, wow. uh, most of the kids, by you know, they graduate and they're like 17 years old. And a lot of them, you know, go off to college and stuff. Yeah. And so we don't see very many, if, if at all, any, um, you know, they, they once in a blue moon, somebody wants to do it, but the time commitment to attend club meetings yeah. and do all mm-hmm. the other things that are involved, I think it gets a little hard to balance at all if you're in college. So, yeah. uh, or right. after you get out of high school. So, so we don't, we don't really see that, but there is that option if there were youth that wanted to continue on. Mm-hmm. So that, I guess that was one question I was going to ask you, like what, you know, for the parent side, parent, (laughs) what, what, um, what kind of commitment are you looking at on, you know, I mean, the kids obviously are going to have the responsibility to, you know, that's the point of it is for them to learn how to do it on their own, but the parents do have to be involved as well. So what what kind of involvement do you expect or should parents anticipate if they want to have their children involved in the program? Well, yeah, you know, uh, for the most part, again, we, we want the kids to, to do the work themselves. Um, but it's a family affair. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we want the families to, to know what their kids are doing and, and be involved in it. Uh, we just don't want it to become the parents, you know, project right. animal. Right. And, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, sometimes, sometimes that's a little hard, yeah. you know, because again, you know, we think about maybe those yeah. days when we grew up in 4-H and how much fun we had and, you know, maybe we did really well and always had a grand champion mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, you know, we want to relive those moments, yeah. um, which is all great. But, but again, we have to always remember that this is the, the child's project and, <laughs> and, um, uh, and so hopefully they are the ones that are doing all the work, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think you have to consider the child's age as well. You know, yeah, uh, right. a first year, nine-year-old, uh, you know, trying to do any of the project areas um, are going to need some help. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, especially like if it's a, even if it's like a lamb, um, you know, sometimes those lambs outweigh the the member. And so, <laughs> yeah, so, so, it, <laughs> so it does take a little bit more uh, work on the part of the parents to, you know, help the, those kids out until mm-hmm. their animals are gentled enough to, to be able to be handled um, right. by the child. Um, and then, you know, as they get older, you know, there's more responsibility on them because of course they're old enough now to, to care for the animal, handle the animal, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, and so, um, by that time, you know, the amount of work that the rest of the family or, you know, the parents are doing should be pretty minimal. Mm -hmm. And, and I think for the most part, you know, we see that, you know, there, there's great support from the family, but, uh, uh, you know, the parents are making sure that their kids are doing the work. So that's good. Yeah. We don't have too much problems like you would see on the mainland and stuff. So that's, (laughs) that's not too bad. 
Yeah. That's, good. That's good. So what is the, um, if, if folks want to have their kids involved, um, in the livestock side of things, when, um, should they start to prepare? And like, you know, I know there's certain times of the year that you have to get their animals by and all that kinds of stuff. So what, what's that, um, time period, I guess, like when kids want to join up to become members? Yeah. So, um, so what I, this is personally me, uh, what I would suggest is if you have kids that want to be involved uh, doing a 4-H livestock project, our 4-H year starts off uh, October 1st. So I would definitely be trying to get them into a club um, as early or as close to October 1st as possible. Um, you know, as far as the actual start dates for each project, uh, it varies for each animal species. Um, our cattle projects start January 1st, and then our swine projects start in early March, as well as the, the swine and goats, I believe they start early April. And, um, and small animal projects kind of are more into April and May. And so, yeah, there's a lot of time frame between October and those dates, but you have to consider too that that you know there's so much opportunities throughout the year that we want our 4-H members to be able to participate in and we don't want them to miss out on all of those opportunities so it, it again get them enrolled as early as possible right. typically our uh, cutoff date for returning members is the middle of November to be enrolled uh, new members uh you know, will you know if there's a, a member or a new member, potential member coming on board that maybe is not really sure if they're going to do a project or not. Um, you know, they have that liberty to wait a little bit longer, but um, but for myself, I like to put the cutoff date by the first Friday of February. Mm -hmm. uh, we do hold a mandatory uh, quality assurance uh, program. Right. Uh, oh, workshop that the kids have to either do online or uh, hopefully in the future we'll be able to do them uh, mm -hmm. more uh, in person, but they need to complete those projects uh, or th that training. And so in order for them to be able to, um, um, you know, we want them to do those trainings prior to getting their animals. Right, and so right. if they wait till too long, you know, a lot of times the kids will be like, oh, well, I already have my animal. Well, you know, it makes it really hard to kind of go back and, mm -hmm. and correct maybe some things that they probably should have been doing with their animals related to quality assurance. So, mm -hmm. uh, so again, the earlier uh, to get them in, the better. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and of course, you know, again, we, we just want all of the kids to, to experience as much of 4-H as they possibly can and not right. have it just be that they're raising that animal. Right. Yeah, right. right. To the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Since you mentioned, mentioned the show when you, uh, you guys have an annual show every year. I mean, of course, you know, we've had some, some, uh, what do you call cancellations and certain things and postponements and certain things. And, you know, we've had to change some programs across CTAR for like anything else, but, um, can we anticipate a livestock show this year for 4-H? Yeah. You know, and, and again, that's, a good question. We've had to deal with COVID the last two years. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and so that's kind of put a little bit of a challenge mm -hmm. in our, in our programs, mm -hmm. but we've been uh, very fortunate to have the support of our uh, County Livestock Association, you know, helping these kids to, to get their animal 
projects completed for the year. Oh, and we've had wonderful support too from, you know, buyers that have helped these kids um, financially and, and buying those animals. And, and um, so, that's so it's good. been great uh, right now, currently, uh, you know, the livestock association is still working on the details for this year's livestock show and sale. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, I guess what I can tell you is, is we are moving forward as if we're going to be having our show and sale, uh, you know, just kind of take note that anything can change depending yeah. <laughs> on this COVID situation, but we're keeping yeah. our fingers crossed that we just keep moving forward. Um, but we're looking to do our um, livestock show and sale on uh, Friday and Saturday of June 17th and 18th. Okay. And it'll be held uh, up in Waimea. Okay. Uh, uh, last few years, we've held it at the uh, Rocking Chair Arena. And oh, we'll nice. probably be there again this year. And uh, we'll have a good selection of some, you know, market and breeding cattle, market and breeding sheep, market hogs, uh, breeding goats. And then we'll hopefully maybe even have a small number of poultry. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll know more as, as time goes on. Right. You know, right now the kids are just getting their animals and, you know, we have screening to go through and that sort of thing. And, and uh, so we'll get a better idea of what's going to end up at, at the show come June. So, right. but uh, we hope the community will come out and, you know, support mm-hmm. our 4-H members because again, they've worked so hard uh, yeah. putting, you know, these projects together. And, and uh, so we'd love to love to be able to see them after two years of, of yeah. COVID. yeah. Yeah. It would be nice yeah. to be able to get there and see the kids in person. And, yeah. you know, they always, they're always like really proud of their animals and you know, mm-hmm. they want to show and you always see them hanging out over there. So I give them yeah. Um, yeah. good credit yeah. for all that work they put in. So it'd be yeah. nice. We, we did it. We were able last year to have, you know, yeah. uh, a small show, which was great, oh, nice. but it was by invitation only last year mm-hmm. again, because of COVID. So, yeah. so again, this year, you know, our hope is to be able to keep it open to yes. whoever's interested in coming out and, and right. supporting the kids. Yeah. I feel like that's a great opportunity for th- those that are kind of thinking too to get their kids involved, you know, go and see the show if it's there and, um, you know, talk to some of the other members that are there and the, the kids, you know, and just kind of find out what it's all about and see if yeah. your kid's really interested. Cause it's an investment, you know, on both sides, the parents and the child. So, um, i I took my kid there when he was only what, I think three at that time. And, you know, he was hanging all over everything, but, you know, we'll see <laughs> as he gets older. Right. And guess you have to do more responsibilities. Well, well and you're, <laughs> you know, like uh, your interests change too, yeah. you know, as you grow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, could so, be any good, of those things could be yeah. any of those things. <clears throat> good opportunity. So do um, I have another question. Uh, so do all members half of the 4-H club have to be part of the livestock or there's other, other options, non-livestock options, right? For the 4-H members. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. And so uh, uh, we are a lot more than just our 4-H livestock programs. You know, again, earlier I'd mentioned that yeah. it is one of our more popular uh, project areas that kids mm-hmm. like to, to get into. But yes, um, we are so much more than that. Um, you know, as far as our our animal projects, you know, again, a lot of our focus is on the the beef, the hogs and the sheep and goats, uh, and, you know, and then some of the small animals like poultry and rabbits, but, uh, you know, other popular animal projects that we have involve horse. We do have a dog group. Uh, we, uh, hopefully this fall we'll have a llama group 
And oh. so, so again, you know, it's, it's more than just our livestock, uh, you know, yeah. show that we do. Um, and then of course, uh, 4-H centers around a lot of other program areas, uh, mm-hmm. involving civic engagement. So yeah. you're talking leadership, uh, community service, healthy living. So looking at, um, you know, our mind and body. So, you know, social and emotional well-being, plus fitness, health, and nutrition, and safety. And, uh, and then of course, then there's the science and agriculture uh, programs. So that includes things like engineering and technology, uh, environmental science, and of course, plant science. So, so most of our, our non-animal uh, 4-H clubs, you know, again, the last couple of years, um, they've taken COVID breaks, uh, but we're hoping to, again, rebuild on some of the, those programs. Um, and uh, now that our restrictions are kind of slowly starting to lift. And so, mm-hmm. so my hope is that this fall, that we're going to be able to have some of our previous programs back as well as, you know, get some new ones started. And so, so we're looking to try to get our shooting sports program going again, uh, offering uh, some sewing and cooking projects. And then, um, and then of course we'll always probably have programs like our annual Hawaii County giant fruit vegetable contest, um, which, you know, we've had now for 10 years and it's, it's been a very popular uh, program as well. And, uh, you know, I, I do want to make a quick note too, that, you know, again, our programs can't run as wonderful as they have been, um, without the 4-H volunteers. Volunteers. Yeah. so, (laughs) So again, I mean, they give so much of their time and, um, and so uh, if you know of anybody that's interested in becoming a volunteer or if they're, you know, if they themselves are wanting to become a volunteer, you know, please get a hold of us and, and uh, uh, let's get the process started of having you become a volunteer. And, and so you're able to share those talents that you have. And, and if they do it now, um, they'll be ready come October 1st. We can just get them off and running with their clubs and, and it will be so wonderful and so great. And, and I should mention too, that, you know, we always think about the 4-H clubs, but 4-H uh, is also in the schools. Um, So we do a lot of school enrichment programs and after school programs. Hmm. And uh, in the past, I've also collaborated with other uh, youth groups in the community. So Hmm. uh, like our county parks and rec facilities, you know, uh, in the area I've worked with and as well, um, YMCA, uh, we've done programs with the Kamaina Kid programs and after school all star programs. So, so we're out there, you know, trying to, you know, cause we're all in it for the same reason for the kids. And yeah. so, you know, these collaborations that we do from time to time, you know, helps everyone, you know, as a whole. And so, uh, uh, so again, there's a lot of ways to get involved with our 4-H program. Nice. That's so exciting to like hear how like just the different programs are out there for the kids. I always feel like the breadth and depth of 4-H has just evolved so much over the past like couple decades. It's just mm-hmm. so much more than it was, you know. So, okay. So if someone wants to get their kids involved, where can they find out some like additional information about getting involved or like, do they contact you or are there other points of contact to find out about the different clubs and things like that? Or how, if someone wants to get their kids involved, how do they go about that? Yeah. So for the most part, um, anyone that, that is interested in joining 4-H usually will typically give me a call here Mm -hmm. at my office. Uh, right now, um, through, 
I believe it's about the middle of, of um, May. Mm-hmm. All, that we have the tractor supply companies um, 4-H okay. paper clover campaign happening right now. And so we do have a display. So if anybody is around during that time, um, stop on by and, and take a look at our display. And we do have a few sign-up sheets uh, there on the table, on the display table. So people can leave their contact information. And, and at the end of the uh, paper cover campaign, uh, I'll pick that up and we'll start making some contacts with people and start looking at how we can you know, get these interested families involved with, with mm-hmm. 4-H. So that's, a, that's another good way. Uh, we do have our Facebook page mm-hmm. that uh, I try to keep pretty current. And, and um, as things come about, I do list them on there. And I do have an Instagram page as well. Oh, good. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So they can, they can find us on uh, uh, Instagram at East Hawaii 4-H. Okay. And then our uh, Facebook, Facebook uh, they yeah. can search um, uh, East Hawaii 4-H and Hawaii County 4-H Livestock. And that's all one um, that's the whole title for, for that Facebook page. It's kind of long, but uh, if you start typing in East Hawaii 4-H, it'll pop right up anyway. So, Okay, good. And we'll put all we'll, the links. We'll link too. it in the show notes in the yeah. description box, though. So. Sure. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, thank you so much, Becky, for sharing all that. Is there anything else you want to add about the 4-H programs? Um, I think one thing I, I, I'd i like you to highlight is your giant vegetable contest and, yeah. and that that you guys do, because that was pretty amazing. I mean, and it was great because you guys were still able to do some of that when we were kind of locked down from doing anything during COVID. So you want to share a little bit more about that? Because that was a really cool thing, I think. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so about 10 years ago, we, we got uh, this all started with just growing giant pumpkins and, and uh, seeing the popularity of it and, and seeing how much fun people had. Um, you know, it was really hard for us to not continue it from that point on. And uh, so, yeah, 10 years later, we're, we're still doing this program. Um, uh, but now not only are we just growing giant pumpkins, but we're doing giant tomatoes, giant watermelons, oh, wow. um, <laughs> y- y- you name it. Uh, we're dry, you know, we're growing lots of different types of giant um, fruits and vegetables. That's and so, cool. um, uh, so it's just now getting started. Uh, our first set of plants will be going out to those that signed up um, probably at the end of May. And, um, and then, you know, the plants will be going out at different times from about the end of May through, uh, about early July, roughly. And, uh, uh, yeah, so they'll be growing them through the summer. And then our hope is that come September, uh, we'll have entries that people can bring in and, and we'll weigh them. Hopefully we get some, some, uh, new state records and, yeah. um, maybe if we're lucky enough, put, Hawaii on the map for growing something really, really big. Yeah, so, <laughs> that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, it's not an easy contest to do. I'll put that out there. But um, those that have done it and maybe weren't successful at getting something to the scale had so much fun that they come back and do it again. And so uh, we tell everybody, you know, make sure you have some realistic goals, even though these, uh, uh, seeds genetically have the potential to grow really monster size fruits and vegetables. Um, you know, again, you need to be able to know what it is that you're doing to really get the full potential from right. it. 
but um, but for the most part, you can get some pretty decent sized fruits and vegetables. And, and again, you have to start with a, you know, your very first personal best and then, you know, work up from there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's, cool. it's a lot of fun. And, and so I hope to be able to continue this program for many, many more years. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for joining us today, Becky. We hope our listeners found some of this information very informative and we'll check out some of the opportunities for either becoming a 4-H member or just attending the the livestock show and supporting our members that way. Also, if you have not already done so, Shannon and I are still seeking your feedback um, on our feedback fest. So please let us know your thoughts about this podcast or any of the other ones that you have listened to. If you would like to hear other topics, guests, or um, like I said, what you would want to hear more of. Yeah. And make sure to join our Facebook page, the Livestock Extension Group, if you haven't already. Be sure to visit the UHC Tar Extension website and our YouTube channel listed in the show notes. Yeah. And for additional information about this topic, we'll also link 4-H clubs in the show notes of the podcast and the description box of our YouTube page. Thanks again for listening to the Livestock Palau. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast. That's us, by the way. (laughs) Leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and stay tuned for next month's episode. Thanks again to our sponsors, the Western Extension Risk Management Education Center, USDA NIFA, the Livestock Extension Group, and CTAR. Ahui ho. Ahui ho.